You're listening to Active Vegetarian, episode 74. Welcome, friends, to the Active Vegetarian Show. My name is Nikki, and together with Susanna, we are the founders of Active Vegetarian, authors of the Vegan Weight Loss Manifesto, personal health and fitness coaches who love helping people become a better being. Susanna and I have been following a plant-based lifestyle for over two decades, and it has honestly been a transformational journey. These life-changing results inspired us to dive deeper into educating ourselves on the power of whole food, plant-based nutrition, and the positive impact it can make on all areas of our life. Over the years, our passion has evolved to coaching others towards achieving their own goals and optimal health, and we hope to help you as well. It is our mission to inspire, motivate, and improve people's lives through healthy, active, plant-based living. We share personal experiences, stories, tips, advice, and interviews from influential health experts to help you discover how you can improve your life and live each day healthier, happier, and fitter. Thank you for spending your time with us. Now let's get the show started. Welcome everybody, I'm Susanna and I'm Nikki. We are from Active Vegetarian and today we are answering some of your questions. Recently we sent out an email with a survey to our members, our subscribers, you guys, listeners, asking you for help. We ask you to let us know what is your biggest challenge or biggest question when it comes to this plant-based lifestyle. And first of all, we have to say big thank you. Yes, because we received a huge amount of responses and we read through all and every single one of them. So thank you very much, but it would be absolutely impossible for us to answer all your questions on this one episode. So today we are going to tackle the biggest one, the most common one that we have received. So the common question was, I'm completely addicted to sugar and carbs and being vegan has sort of given me an excuse to indulge in these even more. What can help me stop eating so many carbs? Great question. And I think this is common one as Mm -hmm. we already expected just because when we are starting to turn our change our diet I should say and going more plant-based we often feel that we need to be replacing some of these calories like from meat and dairy and any other animal products and perhaps we don't really know what to replace it Mm -hmm. with and the easiest way to do so is with carbohydrates so it's really no wonder that often people end up overindulging on carbohydrates and often on processed carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in the past of the terms like carbitarian or pastitarian even because, you know, people do tend to turn to breads or pastas to get that satisfaction, that fulfillment. But what we want to obviously bring to this episode like we do to our other ones is that you don't necessarily need this it's really about looking at what it is that you're eating and eating in variety and abundance and we're going to keep always coming back to this concept because that's our belief Mm -hmm. and we need to talk about sugars we really need to break this down and talk about and explain and educate really carbohydrates and sugars and the difference between all the carbohydrates that are out there and that's the best way that you can learn and make better choices within your lifestyle as well by having this education. So we hope by this episode, we can answer a lot of your questions and this question in particular and 
help you on this journey. All right, so we promise to give you eight practical ways how you can overcome the sugar addiction and the junk food addiction. But first, as Nikki said, I think education is super important. So let's talk about sugar. Sugar. Sugar Sugar is everywhere. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And it's not just with plant-based eaters or people that are just transitioning or have been eating this way for a long time. Really, in our whole society, it's an addiction. Sugar is an addiction. And it is extremely toxic to us and we will break it down but one thing I want to point out is coming back to reading the labels we always recommend this because you can see a lot of sugar snuck into products so making sure that whatever it is that you are buying if you are buying packaged or processed foods to read the labels and to see what is explained there because there's over 65 different types of sugars that can be listed within your food So being aware of that. Yeah, you know, when we talk about sugar, right now when we are talking about sugar, we are talking about processed sugar because there is some healthy ways to to use sugar in your diet and we will talk about it as well. However, this is a processed sugar. So some of the most common ways they label sugar is cane sugar, um, of course, high fructose corn syrup. That's one of those big ones out there, probably the most toxic to our body, most acidic to our body. Um, what else fruit juice concentrates Mm -hmm. those often are included in cereals rice Rice syrup that's often in granola bars you'll see that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know many many others so we suggest that you actually go on our website activevegetarian.com or really on google and just google the the ways they label sugar and you would be surprised and then read labels that's really important and a tip when you are reading the labels and if these sugars are listed just remembering and again we have these articles on our site about how to actually break down and read a label but one tip that i think should be mentioned at this point is the fact that how they list the foods and the order that they list it is in the content that is in that food so the higher amount is listed first so if it says oats first then that product is primarily made of oats and then it goes down the list from there if that makes sense very good point nick all right so why is sugar so bad for us you know i remember as a kid uh, my dad would make this joke and it was really not a joke i think he thought it was a joke but he would literally put white sugar into his coffee and he would say here i go with the white poison (laughs) and he knew (laughs) he knew although he was uh, definitely not following his own advice Sugar is a poison and today I think it's more out in the open and there's been more and more studies done that really overindulging in sugar but even using it in moderate amounts is really toxic to the body and it is one of the primary contributing factors to a lot of different diseases like today we know that it's a it has a very uh, close association with diabetes, but there's also other chronic and fatal diseases that actually sugar is Mm -hmm. the primary cause. And I think it's just a matter of time where that's actually being announced in the concept of how smoking causes lung cancer Mm -hmm. and, you know, drinking causes psoriasis of the liver. I think it's just a matter of time where sugar is actually put in to that spotlight of hey, wait a minute, this is what it does to us. And I think people are obviously recognizing and realizing what it can do. And 
we need to break away from that addiction because it is, it's a drug. It's a, a chemical human made drug basically. And yes, in many cases. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, like even as a kid, we were told, told that don't eat too much sugar because it's going to rotten your teeth. Right. So we knew it already, but the companies have huge money and of course they are going to promote it. It's very inexpensive. It's really easy to put it into products uh, to make them taste, uh, I would say good in quotations, because I think we often don't really realize what good tasting can be because we've mm-hmm. been so conditioned to feel or to to be fed so much sweet stuff um, that our taste buds are totally destroyed. But you know, other than teeth decay, tooth decay, tooth or teeth, 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 teeth decay. So as we learn as children, there's other problems that sugar is causing. Like for example, for us women. Mm-hmm. With our menstruation, so especially when it's during menstruation, and if you are consuming a lot of sugar content, then it's going to be a painful menstruation. You're going to have mood swings. You're going to see the effects, especially during that period of time. But it's not even just with women. Any of us, anybody out there, sugar is toxic to our body. I mean, when we look at it from the concept of we are told as kids, yes, that it affects our teeth and we can get cavities. Well, you know how strong teeth are and imagine if it can eat a hole through your tooth what is it doing inside of your body so that's kind of how I perceive it and I look at it and and break it down of like if it can do that to my teeth then what is it doing to my intestine to my stomach to my colon to everything else my blood system all of it you know at the beginning you mentioned that it's acidic so yes it's toxic because it's acidic so there's really you know two sides of this it's either alkaline or it's acidic and more on the acidic side you are, the more um, health problems you're gonna mm-hmm. experience. So you know, it's quite important that you try to alkalize your body as much as you can. And we talk about toxins and sugar being one of the toxins, but there's toxins everywhere. Like there's toxins in our environment. There's to- toxins that we can control ourselves mm-hmm. and there's certain ones we cannot, like the environment, unless you, move to a different place where you know you're maybe not living in a big off city the grid. <laughs> off the grid then you are able to control it but diet is one of those places we can control that's one of those beautiful choices we have as individuals we can make a decision okay i'm not gonna put any more toxins into your body and i'm starting with sugar so we say sugar no to sugar big no now Carbohydrates. All right. So there's a big difference between sugar and carbohydrates. And um, there is two different types of carbohydrates. You've probably heard of it already. There's simple carbohydrates and there is complex carbohydrates. So simple is the common ones that we know where it's the pasta, it's the bread, everything that we are talking about and complex. Well, I'm going to add one more thing to the simple ones because oh, there's yes. also something like fruit, for example, is oh, a simple carbohydrate. I should have thought of that. Yeah. So often we associate simple carbohydrates with being the bad carbohydrates, mm-hmm. but they're not always bad. And we'll talk about it in a moment. So the second type of carbohydrates are the complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So complex cards are found in starchy vegetables and different foods like that. So when we think about complex carbs, we can think of sweet potatoes, um, whole grain breads. So definitely looking for that whole grain, any sprouted grain breads, brown rice, anything that's going to give your body some nutrients when you are consuming it. That's how I think of a complex. It's complex because it's providing you with something when you are consuming it as well and that energy. 
Well, let's look at the two different kinds oh, of yes. simple carbohydrates. <laughs> I keep you know, doing that. That's all good because this is a common, I think, misconception we have is yes. that with simple carbs, they are really the bad carbs. But there's two kinds of mm-hmm. simple carbohydrates to keep it very simple to understand. So simple, refined carbohydrates. And those are the ones we want to stay away from. Those are the ones I keep talking about when I talk mm-hmm. of pasta and breads and all that. So simple, refined is things that have been processed and any food that has been processed any food that's been processed and then basically what happens is with simple carbohydrate or the refine ref, refined simple carbohydrates it, your body or our body does not really need to work all that hard to break this because the sugars are super simple so in refined carbohydrates the sugar came a lot of the times um, from a natural source, like let's say sugar cane mm-hmm. and, or beets, and it's been processed and it's been stripped away with from all the, the richness of it, from the what nature gives us all these vitamins and minerals and enzymes. It's been stripped away from it. So all your body is really, all your body has to do is just digest it. And it goes into your bloodstream very quickly Mm -hmm. because it does not take that long for your body to deal with it. It often spikes the the blood sugar. So that's why, you know, diabetics are often warned about simple carbohydrates and that they need to really keep it to, to a minimum in order not to mess with their blood sugar. So some examples of reef Refine. 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 Thank you. Simple carbohydrates. Cake, candy, soda, bread, um, any baked good, really. Most baked goods, I would say. Yogurts. Yes. Especially the sweetened yogurts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. Pretty much anything that's white. <laughs> so if you <laughs> think of you know, white breads, mm-hmm. cakes, yeah, donuts, yeah, all the all the bad stuff we always hear about. So those are simple, refined carbohydrates. Now let's talk about the second one that Susanna kept reminding me of, which is natural, simple carbohydrates. And what we mean by this is fruit. Yes, fruit is beautiful. There's also some vegetables, certain vegetables that uh, have this uh, type of carbohydrate in them and they include fructose and glucose and yes once again they're very simple so your body does not have to work all that hard to really get it into the bloodstream however they have not been refined i will get that word right i promise refined and so they still have all the minerals they still have all those vitamins and enzymes and everything that our body actually needs and craves for nutrients Yes, that's why it's natural, because you're getting all the natural abundance from this fruit, from this vegetable that you are consuming. So those are good, simple carbohydrates, and really they are great for our health. Of course, we're going to say that, again, for people who are dealing with diabetes, they have to be mindful when they are eating these carbohydrates, and they have to really um, monitor their blood sugar. So... And we are not saying that, um, you know, you can eat them in unlimited amounts, especially if you're suffering with some kind of chronic condition. Mm-hmm. And again, we are not physicians ourselves. So always check in with your own physician and allow them to monitor your blood sugar and what it is that you're doing in the diet and the lifestyle that you're choosing. But if you're a healthy individual who um, moves around quite a bit during the day, you need that energy. So... Eating fruit is a wonderful way to nourish yourself. 
And examples of the simple natural carbohydrates are bananas, mangoes, grapes, oranges, raisins, 100% cold pressed fresh fruit juice, Um, honey, which is not vegan. And when we talk about honey, we always recommend going to that raw state. And when we were talking about the sugars earlier and how it's stripped and it's processed and all the nutrients are gone, it's the same thing when it comes to honey. So if you are somebody that still consumes honey, then just making sure that you are getting raw honey that has not been heated because then again you're putting it through a process and you're stripping the nutrients you're stripping all the minerals and enzymes and everything away from it and tip is we will only buy it if it's at our local farmer's market and we'll talk to the farmer and we'll ask him you know how he treats his bees how he produces the honey and it's also good to buy local and that's why we do choose to buy local at a market because you're getting the bees that are pollinating within your area and it helps build your immune system it helps with allergies all that because then you're becoming more accustomed to where you live and the allergens and the pollens that are around you oh that's a very good point and when it comes to fruit you know and we can definitely turn fruit from something very healthy into something unhealthy so as nikki was saying with the honey you know it is a simple natural carbohydrate Mm -hmm. but as soon as it's processed it becomes refined carbohydrate, so it's no longer, it does not have the same nutritional value. The same thing comes, um, applies to fruit. Think mm-hmm. about fruit juices. You know, those fruit juices that you buy in boxes, they've often been processed and they have been stripped away from a lot of the vitamins and the minerals that you would normally find in mm-hmm let's say an orange juice you know you buy an orange juice from a grocery store they're adding stuff to it because basically the heating process destroyed all the beneficial things in them so anytime we suggest that if you're going to eat fruit eat it raw and if you're gonna juice it preferably do it yourself or go to a juice bar rather than buying juices from a grocery store Makes sense. I hope we've covered simple carbohydrates enough and not confused anybody too much. Let's move on to complex carbohydrates. All right, so complex carbohydrates have a sugar structure called the starch and it requires your body work definitely harder Mm -hmm. in order to break it down. We can also look at uh, complex carbohydrates as something that really helps us sustain energy. So that's why sometimes people say, well, have an oatmeal for breakfast because it will satisfy you for longer. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons for it because there's uh, uh, complex carbohydrates have fiber in them where the simple ones don't. So fiber obviously slows things down. It slows down our digestion. So Satisfies it, us, makes us feel fuller with the fiber and everything right. added with it. Mm-hmm. So complex carbohydrates healthy complex carbohydrates i'm gonna say are quite important as well to add to our diet uh, because they are beneficial with our di- for our digestion um, to to help heal our gut so yes uh, we want those in our diet so let's look at some of the healthy options for complex carbohydrates all green vegetables anything like broccoli cauliflower brussels sprouts peppers mushrooms plantains peas squash root vegetables sweet potatoes and then we get into more of the grain base and the seeds and that and quinoa oats buckwheat brown or wild rice 
sprouted grain bread. I think we've given you the picture here with listing all these things. Mm -hmm. For any of the stuff that we are offering and talking about, we have created charts on our site, activevegetarian.com as well, just to help you break it down and see. And I think this is definitely a post to come to and to read and just take it all in yourself again so you can clarify that and educate yourself a little bit more so we haven't confused you too much. And as always, we always suggest to read those labels, you know, because it's, it is so, so important. Because even with these complex carbohydrates, we think that we might choose the right one. But I have experience when I went to a grocery store and I have to say it was not actually here in Canada. It was in the States and I was buying rice. So you think rice is rice, right? I'm looking at the package and it said brown rice and high fructose corn syrup. Oh, what happened? Like, how did they manage to sneak that in there? So please make sure that when you, whatever you're buying, if you, even if it's just a simple thing and you think that it's a one ingredient, read the package, it's always worth it. I think labels in the front of things, obviously for marketing purposes, it can be extremely misleading. So we need to, to be aware of that for sure. Finally, let's get into those eight suggestions that we have to help you combat and fight against this sugar carb addiction that we're facing. Number one, important one, allow nature to satisfy your sweet tooth or cravings for something sweet. Because when our body craves sweets, it actually, or anything sweet, it actually craves nutrients. Mm-hmm. And often we don't really realize that we feel like we just need to satisfy that sweet craving. And, you know, we've learned over the years that sweet equals processed carbs or junk food or some type of sugar. But actually it goes way back to ah, hundreds, thousands of years ago when um, there was... Warrior days. Warrior days, that's right. <laughs> when... Um, our body was craving sugar. It was sending these signals of cravings some for craving something sweet was because we were lacking energy. We mm-hmm. needed energy. We needed nutrients. And at that time, there were no candy bars. There were no ice cream shops. What was there was fruit and usually ripe fruit. And that really satisfied the sweet cravings. Mm-hmm. So when you're craving something sweet, just go with something that is as natural as possible and what can be better than a piece of fruit. Mm -hmm. I think if you're craving candy, like you said, either some dried fruit or even better than that, going with the whole fruit, like we always recommend. But there are options for everything that you are craving. There are options for it. And again, we have a chart listed on activevegetarian.com and it just gives some of the common examples if you're craving something of what you can choose instead. And of course, like anything, it's it's gonna be uncomfortable. It's gonna be a shift. It's gonna be a change, but just trusting and understanding that it's for your better health and it's for yourself and that you're going to gain so much energy and nutrients by choosing something that is more nutrient dense and higher quality. All right. I think that maybe let's give some examples. So let's say that I do crave candy bar. What can I have instead? Dried fruit. And then better yet, have some whole fruit. And we've talked about bread and pasta a lot. So I think addressing those ones. So if you're craving bread, then go with a whole wheat bread. And again, checking the labels, making sure that it is a good quality whole wheat bread. And even better than that, what we always recommend to everybody and to our clients is sprouted grain bread. And this is often found in the freezer sections. So there are always opportunities and alternatives for things that you are craving when it comes to pasta 
whole wheat pasta is a great option. And even better yet is, and this is the jump and this is a little extreme, but raw zucchini or squash noodles, which it's really good to see that it's becoming more popular and more people are adopting this and trying this. And, you know, I see it within friends and family and people around me are starting to utilize this in their meals, which is great. It's great that people are seeing and they are trying that. And so please, if you haven't already and you are one of these people that have submitted a question similar to what we're addressing here, try it. See if it satisfies you and you're going to just be giving yourself so much nutrients and good health. That's what I keep coming back to. But the thing is that it's very difficult to satisfy your cravings um, with processed foods. And you probably found that out. It it is an addiction Mm -hmm. because if your body is craving nutrients and all you're giving it is processed food without nutrients, it will keep craving more and will want more and more and more. And we Mm. keep consuming calories that are basically empty calories. So instead, you know, something like the raw zucchini pasta, you can totally have a huge plate, abundance of nutrients. You can satisfy that craving for, for food, Uh, You can keep on eating. It could take you half an hour, 45 minutes to really finish this big plate. So if you have a big appetite, you can totally allow yourself to have that abundance of food compared to a plate of white pasta with no nutrients and huge. I was going to say shit ton, but I don't know if I can say that. Well, I said it. Shit ton of empty calories. Just mark this one as explicit. Yeah. So it could be a big jump but definitely it's worth it. So let's move on to number two. Number two, make sure you eat enough. So I think you were just approaching that in the sense of eating high quality, high nutrients in abundance and making sure that it's enough. Basically, if you're not eating enough calories within a whole food plant-based diet, then you're likely to fall back to older habits. So it's about monitoring, being prepared and making sure that you are eating enough when you are sitting down to have a meal or making sure that you do have snacks and you are prepared when you are on the go. So make sure you eat enough. Yes, if you need any help with that, we have a full meal plan to really show you, not even that you have to follow it to the detail, but just to understand what kind of calories and really um, the quality of food you should be eating on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful. All right, that was quick, simple. Nothing more to say to that. So number three is to hydrate with water. Uh, you probably heard that before that often this is a trick for weight loss just have a big glass of water and the cravings will go away well that's not what we are suggesting here but it could possibly work because it does work it does work um if you like you said before you eat enough during the day i think it all goes hand in hand but with water we often think that we are hungry and we might just be thirsty Mm mm-hmm So starting with a glass of water and go from there. See if you are still hungry, have a meal or even just having it before your meal. Yeah, that's a very good, a good point. Uh, Our body is made out of 75% water. So 75% is water, 25% is solid matter. And if we are not giving our body enough water, it will start to crave and be very dehydrated. You know, and for people Mm -hmm. who are dehydrated and they've been dehydrated for a long period of time, that thirst Uh, signal shuts down on them. So we often don't even think that we are thirsty. Like, okay, I'm going to give again my dad as an example. And I know that I often do, but I grew up 
around him for the first 17 years of my life. So I had an example right in front of me for somebody who was not drinking water and he's still not drinking water. No, I remember he was here visiting and he he was flying that day and we always, you know, we make sure we hydrate. That's all we do basically like fast and hydrate a day of flying and traveling. And he was flying to Europe, which is a long flight from Canada. And he hadn't had any water. I think he was drinking plum brandy the night before, okay. had no water and got on the plane. Oh, great point, Nick. He was drinking plum brandy and he was drinking coffee, like three of them he had, I think, and did like literally within 12 hours before getting on the plane. So alcohol and caffeine. So if you're hydrating, we said hydrate with water because really that's Pure what your body water. is craving. If in our society, we are used to hydrate with other drinks. So we use soda and pop and which is the same thing. I think it's just called different... I think it's just aging places. yourself when you say it different ways, that's all. What's the cool thing, soda or pop? Soda? Pop? I think pop is my generation. I feel like soda is more yours. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Just <Nick>. kidding. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, or, you know, there's other drinks that actually contain sugar. So you're putting more sugar into your body, plus alcohol and caffeine. So those are all dehydrating us. So sugar... Alcohol, caffeine. It's this vicious cycle that you're creating. You're dehydrating your body. So you're not really hydrating yourself. So if you are thirsty, just drink good quality water. And we say good quality because that's important. So preferably not tap water unless you're living somewhere in the wild, wild west where uh, you have a good quality water. So hydrate with water. Important. Are you done? I'm done. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Number four, move your body daily. Have you ever had an extreme workout where you push yourself, you sweat, you are exhausted after and you don't really feel like eating? Or if you do feel like eating, you want some high nutrient foods. You're not creating junk food anymore. And there's a reason for this because the mechanism in our body, it's basically that we're dramatically reducing our insulin levels when we are working, we are exerting ourselves to these points. So it helps us I believe, choose wiser choices after we're done. Not to mention there's this domino effect. So when we start to move our body, when we start to exercise, we start to feel more confident, we start to feel better. We wanna make healthier choices. And when we do make those healthier choices, it helps make our workouts stronger. It helps just everything, our recovery. And it's a beautiful, good domino effect that you can keep going when you are supplying your workouts or your movement with high quality plant-based foods. So yeah, move, move your body, your body, refuel with whole plant-based foods and you're set. I think this could be a really good tip also uh, when it comes to if you have those cravings for something sugary, sweet, unhealthy, just do a quick workout. Yes. You know, it's about creating different habits, right? I think we sometimes have this habit of reaching for something uh, out of where it could be boredom or um, frustration, stress, happiness. We, we treat a lot of different things in our life, a lot of different emotions with food. So why don't we choose um, a workout instead? It's a great point. Yes, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. 100 burpees. Oh, yeah. Done. Yeah. I don't think you're going to eat anything that's junk food after that. All right, let's move on. Strategy number five is to listen to your body and the cravings. 
because the cravings are very much associated with what the body might be lacking and the body is very smart it always sends signals to us and allowing us to really understand what's happening in the body and one of them is if you have cravings for certain foods you might be lacking in certain minerals vitamins or certain nutrients or uh, you know there might be a deficiency in your body and just because you might be craving chips does not necessarily mean that your body is craving chips but that could be something that your body is trying to tell you. So we're gonna give you some examples right now. So if you're craving something that's salty, again, coming back to the potato chips, um, salty crackers, canned soup, pretzels, anything that has a salty substance to it, you may be missing chloride or electrolytes. So we give different alternatives. And again, we have charts on our website, activevegetarian.com that breaks down the most common ones. But Alternatives, we break it down from good, better, and best. So a good alternative to this salty craving would be vegetable or taro chips, preferably baked, organic baked tortilla chips. Better than that would be black bean chips, whole grain gluten-free crackers, non-GMO popcorn with coconut oil and sea salt. Sea salt is especially important because you are gonna get all the minerals from that if you're getting a good quality sea salt. And best choice would be kale chips, nori, or seaweed found in the snack aisle of natural food stores or any sea asparagus. Because again, you're craving chloride, you're craving electrolytes, and this is probably the best source that you can get it from is through seaweed, nori sheets, anything like that. And there's always those snack pack style mm. nori sheets, which are salty. Often they do have some natural sea salt on them. So snack on that instead of some potato chips. I know it does seem like the extreme maybe for some people, but you have to start somewhere and you will learn. Your taste buds will start to change. You'll start to adapt. And it's really right here. What we're talking about now is about satisfying that salty craving and giving your body actually nutritious substances that's what it's craving to allow your that. food to be your medicine exactly yes yeah. thank you that's what i was trying to say <laughs> i'll just say it in a short terms i'm usually the one going on and on and on which i will probably do right now so what is our next craving what do you think we should approach because we have several of them i don't think that we need to list them all i think if you guys listeners are interested in really learning about your cravings again go to our site i think we've approached like something where it's more taste sensation and now i think crunch is a really good thing to approach so it's not just like if it's sweet salty that you're craving things like that crunch mm -hmm. you could be craving something that's crunchy and just having that that sensation of that like potato chips or popcorn something that has that crunch and it could be that you're deficient in calcium believe it or not and a good choice would be non-gmo popcorn with coconut oil and sea salt again as we mentioned with the salty version and better would be organic baked bean chips rice cakes which whole grain is the best option and best choice would be sprouts kale chips which that's a great source for the crunchy mm -hmm. and if you're having maybe a crunchy and salty craving seaweed snacks again and edamame hummus with multi-seed crackers veggies and protein guacamole so some carrot sticks something like that will give you that crunch sensation so it's not just the salty the sweet it's being aware of you know this crunchiness or maybe softness whatever it might be again our body is signaling that we are possibly lacking something so just being tuned into that and aware of that and the further you get on this journey 
the more that will turn up and turn yes, on and the you beautiful thing will sense all of these things i'm going to throw one more in there just because we are talking about sugar addictions and um i think this is a good one what if you crave something sweet that's a great point let's well, point out thank you <laughs> so we have something like candy bars somebody might be craving candy bar or chocolate or sugary drinks um or soda or pop you're craving like that sweetness from having a glass of coke for example so how can we manage those cravings what are we what are, for for once what is our body missing in this point it could be chromium phosphorus protein believe it or not so again being aware of researching doing the education seeing why especially if you monitor and these cravings come up quite regularly for yourself then just check in and see possibly why this is happening and what it is that you could be deficient in and start to replace your foods with more high nutrient-dense foods like a good alternative would be dried fruit and nuts Mm -hmm. better would be fruit that has been juiced and best choice would be dark chocolate yes i am recommending that dark chocolate is the best one but what we say is 70 plus percent of the cocoa so making sure that it's at least 70 percent cocoa and read the ingredients so there's a lot of really really nice chocolates out there that are extremely good for you because there's like four ingredients in it if that so just making sure that you're checking and making sure that there's no added sugars into that good quality chocolate bar and i think to satisfy that protein deficiency possibly the good option would be like a half cup of cooked quinoa with some berries Mm -hmm. you know to you're gonna give yourself uh that those amino acids that your body might be missing and also the sweetness from the berries um it's a really good quality simple sugar but actually berries are packed full of fiber so it will slow down the digestion as well so those are some options and for more of them we have things like if you're craving salt and sweet and if you're craving something that uh, is caffeinated for example we have those options so those good healthy alternatives on our website so check that out and let's move on to tip number six manage your stress levels now there's an extremely strong correlation between stress and cravings for carbs cravings for sugar too much stress can cause the body or the brain to self-medicate basically and today we're dealing with so many different types of stress whether it's work um, emotions to heavy athletic training so yes definitely your fitness regimen and whatever you're doing to move your body and keep your body athletic and healthy that can have an impact it does have stress on our bodies so cravings are the first signal that our body sends us and we tend to reach for food and to get some nutrients for that and what i want to bring up here is that not necessarily always having to manage stress with food because i think it's understanding that what type of stress you're dealing with so if it is this athletic training you might need high nutrient dense foods to help replenish and refuel yourself to have a better workout but if it's work or if it's emotions Mm -hmm. then you don't need food to help manage that type of stress so instead opt for something like yoga or meditation and and find alternatives to help support this and help you deal with this and and break free from these cravings that you might be having at these moments or in these states and these lifestyle strategies i think just changing them and shifting them and again like you Mm -hmm. mentioned with working out when you're craving something sugary just finding those alternatives and finding those different routes to help 
combat this. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we are moving more into the lifestyle because it is quite important, you know, just because we have cravings for something sweet or we are eating junk food or we might be addicted to junk food does not necessarily mean that we are going to treat that problem with more food, right? With that said, number seven is make sleep your priority. Many of you probably experience this. You travel and maybe your flight is overnight and you don't get enough sleep or you had a really busy day and you could not fall asleep and then the next day you wake up and you feel sleep deprived. You crave food Mm -hmm. because your body needs energy and it craves food. So one way to prevent these intense cravings for food is by making sure we get a good quality sleep. Mm-hmm. There's two different types of hormones in our body, and Nick, you really explain it well. So maybe I'll just let you take over this one. So basically, if we're lacking sleep, then we're reducing our leptin in our body, and our leptin is our satisfaction type of hormone. I guess it tells our body that we are satisfied, and we're increasing our ghrelin, which that tells us that we're hungry. So how I think of it is ghrelin growl you're hungry so you're increasing your ghrelin levels and you're gonna feel hungry when really you're not you're probably just needing more sleep and i think a great example for this and if there is any students listening to this this often happens with any college or university student when they are cramming their heads or studying and they're studying all night or even you know there's pub nights on thursdays and they're going out and doing that and then the next day they're in class all day and they're tired and they're just feeding themselves they're not getting much movement they're feeding themselves because they feel caffeinating themselves and this is why you see such a spike and a huge increase in weight gain when it comes to college and university students in particular because this is really our body the hormones Mm. are getting just totally out of whack and that's why sleep is extremely important and giving yourself high quality nutrient foods when the timing is right obviously and finally number eight and that tip has to do with our emotions so we want to make sure that we attend to our emotions once again this is more of a lifestyle approach Now, we have talked about it a little bit already when we mentioned about choosing a quick workout instead of opting for something sugary or, you know, finding some alternative yoga or meditation to deal with stress and combat stress. But I like how we've worded this in the sense of attend to your emotions. And what we mean by this is becoming aware again, becoming in tune with your body, in tune with yourself. And starting to dig a little deeper and get curious and question why. Why am I craving certain foods? Because what happens often is yes, we will have an instant satisfaction, instant relief, instant gratification from consuming something. But again, you're coming to that domino effect in a negative pattern when you maybe opt for food and you eat something and then you're adding guilt on top of that because now you're feeling guilty that you did eat something and then you're probably just destroying your self-image and going down, down, down this deep hole. So instead of reaching for food, please just stop yourself, connect with yourself and just ask yourself, why are these emotions coming up? Where is this coming from? What is it that you're feeling? And journaling, doing something like that, finding that alternative to replace these because something that we've come to learn with working with different clients and even in our personal experiences is that there's no real cookie cut way when it comes to deal with emotional eating. 
the best thing you can do is really, again, attend to them, approach it and really face your emotions head on and deal with them. So if you are listening and this is something that you do recognize in yourself and that you do find that you are having a challenge with, then go to this article and this post on our website, activevegetarian.com. And we have tons of different resources. And especially within point number eight, attending to your emotions, we have a resource on how to overcome emotional eating. And you can read through that and educate yourself on that to hopefully help you get through this because yeah, there's so much brightness on the other side and it's Mm -hmm. no way to live. And we speak from our own personal experiences. We have dealt with this on our own. We have dealt with it with working with different clients and everybody else. So please trust us, believe us that there is a light on the other side. Sure there is. And once again, um, thank you for submitting these questions and uh, there's been many many more of them and you know we understand that this journey um this plant-based journey like really any other journey that is worthwhile in your life is not necessarily easy and there's growth in discomfort so it's important to go through these parts where it's challenging Mm -hmm. but it's also very helpful to have somebody who is on your side who is cheering you on and who is uh, guiding you through this uh, this process of changing your lifestyle because I think if there is one thing that you, you, that is more challenging than anything else is really changing your habits um, because habits develop over a course of many years and so to try to change them and do it on your own could be very very challenging so please find somebody who can support you and help you and of course know that we are here our coaching program is an amazing way to really get you started and uh, feel supported along this journey so if that's something you're interested in please go to our website active vegetarian me give everybody two weeks to try it out mm-hmm. so there's really no reason why you wouldn't try it and see for yourself if it's going to work for you if it is you can continue if it doesn't it's not a big of a deal big of a deal but if it is it could be the first two weeks of a brand new life for you so yes we are here for you if you need us and before we let you go we want to make sure that we reward you for um asking questions so anybody who asked questions was entered into a random draw and we'll be doing it more often on these podcasts and i have the the winner of our prize which is food is the solution by matthew prescott is a it's a great book it has some really good plant-based recipes it has a lot of information about plant-based eating as well and plant-based lifestyle and our winner is is Janet H. And Janet H. is from Falling Waters in West Virginia. So we have your email address, Janet, and we'll make sure to email you for information so we can send you this awesome prize. And you guys, if you didn't win, don't worry about it because we have more prizes coming You're your winning way. at life. That's right. <laughs> and if you have any questions, make sure that you email us at info at activevegetarian.com and we'll be happy to look over those questions and hopefully answer it. Good? Are we done? We're done. Thank you. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. There you have it, friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do us a favor and share it somewhere on social media. Make sure to tag us at Active Vegetarian because when you do, we can look you up. We can find you on Instagram, Facebook, and we can recognize and celebrate you in our stories. 
Also, we would love to invite you to join us in our elite plant-based online coaching program designed to get you fit, energized, and confident for life. So just go to activevegetarian.com forward slash plant-based solution. That's activevegetarian.com forward slash plant-based solution. That's where you can get a two-week free trial to this transformational plant-based course. Includes weekly meal plans, shopping lists, coaching videos, a daily exercise plan, accountability worksheets, access to over 500 whole food plant-based recipes, and everything else you need to succeed on your journey to vibrant health. Clients tell us it's like having your own nutritionist, personal trainer, and lifestyle coach in one place. So make sure you check us out at activevegetarian.com. We appreciate you being part of this community of so many people dedicated to improving their lives, practicing healthy habits, finding ways to positively contribute to our environment, and consistently working on becoming a better being. You can be healthy, vibrant, and fit, and sometimes you just need a little nudge, some practical and proven advice, reinforcement, motivation, and belief that you are on the right path, and we hope that by being part of this community, and the Active Vegetarian Show, we are providing that to you in some way. So thank you, dear friend, for listening, and we look forward to having you with us on the next episode.